I told you that we would be beginning a new series entitled uh, Testing Times. And the title of my message today is, Are You Being Tested? So do me a favor. You know what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you to turn to the people that you are watching this with and ask them, are you being tested? You know what I'm going to say to you as well. If you're watching this by yourself, look at the mirror. I was going to say look at the wall, but you might look a bit uh, dodgy doing that. So look in the mirror and say to yourself, handsome man, handsome woman, are you being tested? That's the title of my message today. Are you being tested? You know, it's that time of year in the academic calendar where many students across our nation certainly are preparing for, if not already partaking in tests we refer to as exams. Of course, you don't need me to tell you that we are living in testing times as a whole when we look at the bigger picture. And no, I am not talking about testing and tracing either. But one thing I do want to bring to your attention is that this whole idea of testing is very much indeed a biblical concept. And we see in the Word of God many examples where people have been tested. We see many examples of where God tests man and we see examples of where life itself can test man. For example, if you turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 6, verses 5 to 6, as always, I'm reading from the New King James Version, unless otherwise stated. It reads as follows. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Look at verse 6. But this he said, why? To test him, for he himself knew what he would do. This scripture, to give you some context, is the scenario of Jesus feeding the 5,000 men, not including women and children, you know, the miracle of the, the loaves and fish. And Jesus knew what he was going to do. But the scripture makes it clear that he still asks Philip, and his reasoning for doing so was to test him. I don't know what the purpose of the test was. Maybe Jesus wanted to test his competency, his willingness, but the scripture makes it clear that this question was a test. I've come to find out, especially from reading the word of God, that testing is actually encouraged. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 21 tells us to test all things. Some versions say test all spirits and hold fast to that which is good. The problem is, we don't like to be tested as humans. We do not like to be tested. And you see, the thing is, I don't believe that the testing is so much the problem. I think it's how we go about testing people that is the problem. For example, if you intentionally set up a tricky scenario that forces someone to adapt a particular temperament just for the purposes of testing them, that's not necessarily a nice, right or wise thing to do. Of course, if it's a role play scenario for an interview or the like, that makes sense. But when we're talking about life, 
That's not a great way to test people. But there are ways in which you can test people in order to hold fast to that which is good, which might not even be obvious on the surface. It might be subtle, but it's necessary for us to do. One example I can think of is that of testing whether someone is someone who can be confided in, someone who's loyal, someone who's trustworthy. For example, if I want to know whether someone is trustworthy, if I want to build a relationship or a friendship with someone, I will give them just a little bit of information about me. I'll deposit a little bit of personal information about me in them. Then I will wait and see if that information gets multiplied by the two, the three, the four, the five people. I'll wait and see if the little bit of information that I deposited in them is kept with them or if it's spread to others. Of course, if it's spread to others, then I've learned my lesson that this is perhaps someone who might not be trustworthy. And if it doesn't spread to others, then I get an indication that this is somebody that perhaps could be trustworthy and therefore I might consider depositing some more personal information about myself in them. Why am I saying this? I want to make this very clear. I am an advocate of talking to people and talking to someone. I am not an advocate of talking to anyone and everyone. There is a difference between talking to someone and anyone and everyone. And we must be discerning during these times to know who to trust, where to trust, and how we can trust people. And sometimes that is done through our testing. Let's be honest, not everybody during these times that is offering a listening ear, a shoulder to lean on, not everybody that's offering to come into partnership in prayer with you is doing so, unfortunately, from a pure motive. There are some people who lockdown has caused them to be bored. So they need some gossip to talk about. So you think that they are doing you good by offering a listening ear, but really they're just looking for news, information that they can gossip about. Let's be honest, there are some people who you might think are genuinely wanting to be a listening ear and offer some support during this time. But it's not so much about them wanting to offer the support as it is them offering that support because they have this need to feel needed as a result of insecurities in their life. I hope you all know there are some people who cover up facing their own issues by always being the go-to person for other people's issues. You know those people. If you were to ask them specifically, who do you go to? Who do you confide to? They may give you names, but if you were to ask those names, those names would be like, oh, I didn't know that he or she said me. They can't give you specifics. They always appear to have people who they go to, but really they don't go to people. They like to be the go-to person. They like to hold up that image. And you think that they're offering a listening ear to support, but really they're feeling this insecurity in them, this need to feel needed. And that's why it's important to be discerning. And we do that through testing people in subtle ways. Another example we find in the Bible of testing is that of life in itself testing us. 
In Matthew chapter 13, verses 20 to 21, it says, But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. When tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. The words tribulation, the words persecution there also refer to distress, trouble, trials and tests. And the chances are we all know people right now who are going through the tests of life at this time. If not we, ourselves. So from the word of God, we see an example of man being tested. We also see an example of life itself testing us. But did you know that God himself also tests man? In 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 21, look at it very carefully. It says, however, regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, whom they sent to him to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land, listen to this, God withdrew from him. Why? In order to test him. In order to test him. You might think that God has withdrawn from you because of a sin. You might think I'm dry spiritually. Something is going on. Question. Are you being tested? Is it possible that God might have stepped back? We know he never leaves us nor forsakes us. But is it possible that he might have stepped back just like he did for Hezekiah in the scripture to test what's in your heart because it says here that he withdrew from him in order to test him that he may know all that was in his heart we see from the word of God people testing people we see life testing people and we see especially with scriptures like this God testing people but I guess the question is why do people life or even God test us at times well the answer is found right here in first peter chapter 1 verse 7 why do people test us why does life test us why does god test us the answer is right here that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Why are we tested? To see if our faith is genuine. Why are we tested? We are tested, in other words, to see if we are people who walk the walk or whether we just talk the talk. Do you know that verse that I just showed you in Second Chronicles chapter 32? That verse that we just read, Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 31? Can I challenge you to go back in your own time and read the verse before it? Go and read verse 31. Why am I telling you to read verse 31? When you read verse 31, we see the word of God telling us that Hezekiah prospered in all his works. He prospered in everything he done. And then in the very next verse, God withdraws from him to test what's in his heart. In other words, we see that sometimes God, life, people will test us when things are going well. To see if we take the credit or whether we give the credit to God. 
Sometimes God will test us to see if we're still faithful in our disciplines when everything is going well, whether we're still faithful in the reading of the word, whether we're still faithful in praying, faithful in being our brother's keeper, or whether we've become complacent, self-reliant, self-centered, self-sufficient. And such tests will reveal if you only pray to God in the bad times, but don't commune with him in the good times. Likewise, it is in the midst of crises and challenges that your faith is tested. It's easy, listen, it's easy for you to tell me to hold the faith when I've been furloughed, when I have no job. But the question is, can you take and apply that same wisdom to yourself when you are going through that trial or test? Job is a great biblical example of testing that many of us will be familiar with. He was being tested by God and as a result would be tested in his character, in his friendships and associations, but yet would still come out gold. So we see that in life we face various tests and these tests really can be categorized into the three areas I have just given you. We see that people test us, we see that life itself tests us, and we see that God also test us. Not everything is of the devil. Sometimes you give the enemy too much credit. Sometimes it might just be God testing you. However, with that said, there are a number of things you ought to know about tests as a whole. This morning, I want to give you three things. Three things you need to know about tests as a whole. Here's the first one. Number one, tests reveal whether you are growing or stagnant. Tests reveal whether you are growing or stagnant. In your own time, can I challenge you to go and read Matthew chapter 7? You can write this down. Matthew 7 verses 24 through to 27. One of my favorite biblical scriptures, actually. It tells the story of two men who built their houses. Some of you are familiar with it. There was one who built his house on the rock and the other who built their house on the sand. And the only difference between the foundation of the one who built their house on the rock and the one that built their house on the sand is what they applied when the storms of life came. And I emphasize when because storms are inevitable. In other words, what I'm saying is it's about living out what you learn, not just being someone who hears the word of God and does nothing about it. Listen, it's one thing to preach, it's one thing to hear, it's one thing to read, it's one thing to agree, it's one thing to podcast, it's one thing to blog, it's one thing to debate on a particular thing. But a real progress and measurement of your growth is found when you are seen being fruitful as a result of living out those things that you have learned in your day-to-day life. So listen... Don't be surprised if when you hear the word of God, you are tested in the same areas you have been taught on or you are studying because that's how life works. That's how God works. It will come back round as a test to see if you're someone who talks the talk, but when tested, doesn't actually walk the walk. We are challenged to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And when we are tested by people, life, Oh God, it's because God wants to reveal to us those things that are on the inside of us, both positive 
and negative. He wants to reveal to you your motives, your thoughts, your strength, your resilience. He wants to open your eyes to whether you are growing or stagnant in your walk. Would someone put in the comments right now, hashtag, are you being tested? Number one, tests reveal whether you are growing or stagnant. Number two, we must always be prepared for tests. We must always be prepared for tests. You see, in the natural realm, when it comes to tests, when it comes to exams, you are given a particular date as to when that test or exam is gonna take place. So you have time to revise and apply. But how many of you know that when it comes to life testing you, when it comes to people testing you, when it comes to God testing you, you have to both revise and apply in that moment and that season of your life, everything that you have already learned and know whenever you are faced with what God, life, or people throw your way. That's why throughout the Bible, we are always urged to be prepared. We're been told to be prepared to give an answer for the truth of that which we believe in. We've been told to watch and pray. We are told to stand ready. We see parables like the ten virgins. We read that Jesus is coming like a thief in the night. We are told to be prepared. And may I add that when we face tests in life, whether it's from God, life or people, it is to apply what you already have learned and know, not to learn something new. Though you may learn from it, that's not the purpose of it. No one goes into an exam and comes out and tells you, this is what I learned from the exam. No, the exam, the test is not the learning period. It's the period to apply those things which you have learned. During this season of lockdown, it is an opportunity for you to apply those things that you learned prior to lockdown. It's an opportunity to you to reveal to yourself and find out for yourself by doing some self-searching where you really are in your faith and if you are growing or if you are stagnant. No one goes into an exam coming out telling you what they have learned. In fact, I don't know about you, but when I was in secondary school doing GCSEs, some of you, you may remember your GCSEs, what would typically happen when you come out of an exam? You go and find your friends and you'd be like, um, so question 12B, you know the one that talks about the train went to the station at this time and it picked up ex-passengers and what did, you put for, what did you put for that answer? And then one of two things happen at this moment, right? Some of you remember this from GCSE days. If your friends tell you, I put this as the answer and that's the answer you put, yeah, you feel confident like, yeah, I got that right, I got some points on that on that answer. But if it goes the other way, where three or four of them are telling you, I put this, and all of their answers align, but it's different from yours, what do you start to do? You start to calculate in your head how many questions you didn't answer in the exam, how many questions you definitely might have got right, hoping that the other questions will bail you out for that question that you missed. What am I saying? It's all about applying what you learn and know what you have learned and already know rather, as opposed to going into an exam to learn. And the same applies in life. We must always be prepared for tests. Tests reveal whether you're growing or you are stagnant. Two, we must always be prepared for tests. And here's my third and final point 
this morning. A failed test means a reset. A past test means a new level. Let me say that again. A failed test means a reset. A past test means a new level. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6. It says, The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt a long or long enough at this mountain. You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Do you remember those computer games? For me, it was Street Fighter. I would typically be Ken or Ryu. For some of you, this is, this is before your time. Don't, don't even bother. I don't even know what you play now. But in the good old days, we would have the likes of Violent, uh, Violent Fighter and uh, Alex Kidd and Shinobi Land. Let me not even go off point. But back in the days, for me, it would be Street Fighter. And when you got to the last level, how many of you remember Bison? Yeah, you had to come up against Bison. And what would happen is depending on how many lives you had, if you were on your last life and you lost, you had to start again from the beginning. Unless you're like my nephew these days who, if he sees he's losing, control, alt, delete, power off, reset, save my life, start again from where I last saved it, which in essence is cheating. But hey, each to their own. I'm not judging anyone. Hashtag, are you being tested? Okay. But do you know that that same principle applies in life? There are some people who dwell around the same mountain long enough because they find themselves up against the same tests over and over again. And they don't realize it's because they have not passed the test that they keep facing the same test over and over again. Whether it be the test of temptation, whether it be the test of forgiveness, whether it be the test of giving that I spoke about earlier on today, just to name a few People keep going round and round the same mountain because they have not passed the test in order to go to the next level. And there are some people who rather than attempt to pass it, they think they can move on in life by trying to avoid it. Typically, these are people who are regressing in their faith. They have excuses for why they find themselves up against the same test. If they fall to temptation, it's just the way I am. If they're not giving, oh, God sees my heart, even though the scripture tells you to give when it comes to forgiving. Yeah, I will forgive them, but I don't really deep down forgive them. They face the same test up, down, up, down, round and round, over and over again. And listen, if you find yourself in that situation, let me tell you, until you pass the test, you'll find yourself up against the same challenge time and time again. It's not like the academic system in this country where you might fail the test and you come up with a bad result. That's not how it works in life. You will face the same test and test over and over again. There are some countries in this world that shall not be named where you can be in a particular class with people half your age because you had to do the class over and over and over again because you didn't pass the test. I'm not naming any countries, as I say. But listen, the next time you have a conversation with someone and they tell you, I always seem to struggle with this. I always seem to have this challenge. Let the light bulbs go off in your head and just challenge them and ask them, maybe 
you might be actually under a test. And maybe you need to pass the test in order to move on. Would someone say in the comments, hashtag, are you being tested? Testing reveals whether you are growing or stagnant too. We must be prepared for tests. And free a failed test means a reset. A past test means a new level. First Corinthians chapter three, verses 13 to 14 says, each one's work, this is individual now, will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will what? Test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it, if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. Like anything in life, progress doesn't necessarily mean that things get easier. In fact, progress might mean more responsibility, harder challenges, okay? It's like sport. When the boxer wins the fight, the fights don't necessarily get easier. They get harder. But don't be afraid because likewise, the rewards and responsibilities are also greater. And the Bible has a lot to tell us about rewards if we endure. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8, we are told that we will be rewarded for our individual work if it stands the test of time. And the word reward appears 13 times in the New Testament. 13 times. It begins in like the first time you will find the word reward taken from the word mythos is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 12, where Jesus, the ultimate rewarder himself, uses the word. And he tells us that we will be rewarded for the persecution that we have faced for his sake. And you see it right at the beginning of the New Testament, right up until the end of the New Testament in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, where God says his reward is with him and he will repay his people for their work. So here's my question to you as we close this morning on this last Sunday and day of May 2020. Is it possible that you are under a test right now? Whether it's God testing you, whether it's people testing you, or whether it's life testing you. Is it possible that it's not an attack? It's not your decisions, but actually God is testing to see if your faith is genuine as a whole and in specific areas of your life. If you're not being tested, be prepared for the tests when they come. If you are being tested, think about how you are responding to the tests that come your way. Do you continuously fail? Do you try to avoid them? Or are you seeking to grow through them and overcome them? Because I can assure you, you will be tested. How do I know you'll be tested? Well, Jesus himself was tested. Hebrews 4.15 tells us he was tempted in every way like man. In other words, he was proved by trial. We see this when he's tempted by Satan in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4. We see this when he's tested in John chapter 8 by the scribes and the Pharisees who bring the adulterous woman before him. And every time he comes out gold. How will you respond during the tests of life? Would you put for the last time this morning, hashtag, are you being tested? Would you take a moment where you are this morning? 
just to bow your head and pray and say, Lord, in any and every area that I'm being tested, help me, Lord, that I may come out as gold. Search my heart. Prove me that I may be found faithful and genuine in my faith towards you. In these unprecedented times, during these testing seasons, I want to be someone who passes the tests rather than dwell around these same mountains time and time again. So give me the strength, the courage and the wisdom to apply and recall those things that you have embraced and put on my heart in the moment of need in order to overcome the tests that come my way. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And whilst you're still in that posture and disposition of prayer,